Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hello and welcome back. We are moving along quite well in this book, I would say. And if you're new, we're talking about my book, Memorable Lessons to Leave a Legacy. This is such a labor of love. This book was just, it's my heart and soul poured into it. Um, you know, some books are a bit more of a, a manual and this certainly has action steps and has a cohesive narrative that you're working through as you go through every chapter. But I have to say, I really put my heart and soul into this one. Um, it's not just a step-by-step manual, which they're very useful. And maybe my next book will be that. But this, this is part manual, part my soul, part you know, all the awareness and insights that I've gathered from years and years of coaching, um, this book really came from my heart. And so we're on a bit of a journey here. We're in chapter 17 today on structure. And I've resisted this word structure. It feels hard. It feels rigid. It feels like a rock, you know, structure is something that gives things form. And so it's not changing. And that's a hard one for me because I think I'm very open to change new things. I'm creative to whatever degree. Like I, I'm an open to new things, have a high degree of openness. And so structure in, right away instantly in my mind feels like hard and hard in the sense of rigid. And you know what? I think it wasn't until I defined structure as well, my version of structure, that it became supportive and not limiting. Because we do need limits. We need to create the box or the triangle or the circle, whatever structure, but you need those limits in order to be able to create. You need the portrait, you need the easel and the and the canvas. You need a sandbox environment. You need limitations in order to be able to play within them right? You choose a medium, you choose to sing or speak or move. You choose a medium because then there are limitations inherent in the medium that you've chosen. And that's important. It's important because creativity without bounds is not actually creativity. You don't form anything from nothing. You don't, right? Your ideas are not from nothing. They don't come from nowhere. Your ideas stem from inside of you, from this place that, you know, if you're religious, you might say the Holy Spirit guides you. If you're not, you might say your intuition or your conscience, right? It's this inner guidance that brings to you, oh, hey, here's an idea just popped into my head. Where did it come from? Well, it came from all the different things that you're exposed to all day long, different people and sights, sounds that you see in the outside world. And so structure is about bringing all of that great stuff in, putting a nice little box around it, and then coming up with a tangible thing at the end and that tangible thing could be digital but you know what I'm saying you have an end product when you put structure and form into your thinking and into your process and so structure whether you love it or hate it it's so critical and that's why it's in this book it's in this book in part three because we're structuring your ideas in order to bring them out into the world and the focus of this chapter is how you bring those solutions into the world so in previous chapters in discernment we looked at who you helped in the chapter on empathy, we looked at how you help them. So the problem that you solve for people, this chapter we're talking about bringing your people through to a solution and whether you sell a product. So 
with a product, of course, you're delivering, right? You deliver this glass of water. The solution is what? Well, hydration, right? You're quenching someone's thirst. There's some nourishment. There are minerals in this water. So no matter if you have a product or a service, you are delivering value. You're bringing somebody a solution. So they have to have a problem and you need to understand it well. What is their problem? How do they talk about it? That's the last chapter. This chapter, okay, what are you bringing them to solve their problem? And there are multiple solutions, I mean, infinite almost, to people's problems, right? Because you do, let's say you're overweight, you can do the traditional, you go on a diet, you can do intuitive eating, you can read books, you can get a course, you can get a nutritionist, you can change the way you think about food, the way you, what food you eat, the way you eat it. The preparation methods right there's just so many elements within a problem so you start with a problem but then your solution is where you really can mix structure with creativity to create a solution that's novel in the market so look my course and group program predictable profit is all about this it's all about kind of the last few chapters so discernment empathy and structure because what we're doing in predictable profit is we're saying okay look who do i serve how do i serve them What's what's the solution I provide and really then bringing that out into the market, offering it out into the world in a strategic way that brings the people that have the problem to you. And that's really what business is. That simple. They're people with problems. You have a solution to the problem. You need them to know that you exist so that you can solve their problem for or with them, right? If you're teaching them, you're guiding them, you're shepherding them, you're showing them the way. If it's a done for you service, you're literally here. I will solve the problem. This is what I'm doing for you. If it's a product, you're also either a component of a solution, right? You could be either a raw material or an element, a component of what they need, or you can be the full out product that solves their problem. So what's the solution that you provide in the world? I think that's the question that we're really asking. And it's a, it's easy to get overwhelmed here. I think if you're clear about the previous chapters, and that's why this book and most things are cumulative, right? Because they build off of each other. But I think if you're listening to this one episode on its own, self-standing, just this, um, I think I'd be asking myself what solution it is that I want to provide in the world and why, right? Why? And you can go to the previous few episodes to kind of delve into this further. Um, and I'd highly recommend that. I think structure, as I've said, you have to build and you build a structure to offer something because if you create a nice package, people are more willing to buy it than if I told you, okay, look, I have 50 different things that I can teach you. Come, come to me and I'll teach them. You might say, well, okay, first of all, it'd be more expensive, especially if I work with you one-on-one, right? But if I say, look, there's a book, there are pages, there are notes. <laughs> Here, pick up this book, buy it. You can pick this up because there's structure, because it's limited. It's limited to these pages. And I, I limits are good. And this is something that's been on my mind in a lot of ways. Um, I just had such a powerful conversation that will be coming out on the show in the coming months. And I think you'll really, really love it. Um, and what I gathered from it is that structure is quite empowering and also structuring yourself, your energy, your effort. So not only are you structuring your offer from a business sense, right? Okay, here, you you work with me. This is what you get. Or you buy this product. Here are, Here's what the product is. And tactically, tangibly laying out the features, right? Or, or the, the elements of your offer. But 
you also can create structure in your life. And I think what it does is, yes, it might feel rigid, but that structure, the structure of your day, the structure of your family, the structure of your thoughts, the structure of your writing, the structure of your relationships, like that is what life is. Life is a structure. It's, it's lots of structures. We are a structure, even though we're ever changing. And so that's what I think is really beautiful. Again, I go back to the sandbox analogy or this kind of painter with a canvas, sculptor with their clay, right? The beauty is in the way that you mold and, and manipulate, which means, you know, change and alter using your hands, manipulate. That's the beauty. So if you resist structure, I want you to know that the structure is just the playground. It's just the, it's the container that you're creating for your greatness, for your creations, for your amazingness. This is limited, right? You're not here in the room with me, but you can see me if you're watching on YouTube. You can hear me if you're watching on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else that you're listening, right? You can hear me. That's limited. So there's greatness in limiting because, well, why? Because if you're just listening to the sound of my voice on your podcast, then you are so dialed in to my tone. You're so dialed into what I'm saying and the words, right? The intonation, what's happening? Am I excited? What are the exact words and topics we're focused on? If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see my face. You can see the, the way I'm talking. Am I excited? I move my hands a lot. <laughs> I really speak with my hands. You can see that. That's brilliant. And so YouTube versus Spotify versus if I wrote this down in my book, right? Written form, it's all, it's got its limitations. And in its limitations is where the beauty is. It's That's the beauty of writing. You can imagine because you can't see it. The video, this is beautiful because you have a clear picture of who I am and how I talk. And you get a sense of my energy and my character here. When I talk, you also get a sense of my voice and you can imagine what I look like. So the limitations are what creates magic and the structure that you create in your life for your goals, that's where the magic is because you're playing a game. And I'll say this again and again in these episodes, it's something that I'm just, I am bringing this through into all areas of my life because I have a tendency to be a bit serious. And you know what? It's who I am. Like I take things, I take things in and I really consider them. And that's a good thing. That's that's who I am, it's my nature. But there's a lightheartedness and a, and a happiness that comes from making life into a bit more of a game. And so in Predictable Profit with the women that I help build their businesses, I really think, you know, it's about a game. It's about each level, each lesson is a game, is a means of you understanding yourself and your business and how you think more. And this book, every chapter is a, a lesson and a learning, questions are inside. You have an opportunity to play this game with yourself of self-discovery and building your career. Right. When you create a structure in place, if you think about a game, right, think about the game of life, right, or any game with a board and it has the different steps and you roll the dice and you kind of go six steps or two steps. And maybe you're playing snakes and ladders and you fall into a hole and you kind of tumble your way down again. That's that's life. That's such a beautiful depiction of life. Right. You kind of you think you're aiming to get to the end goal, but you're never at the end goal until you're done. And so, you know, what? if you're going up this ladder, you fall down a couple pegs or you you hit a, you know, you go down a snake or you go up with a ladder and you feel like you're elevated. We all have moments of snakes and ladders, but you've got to be on the game board, right? You're playing a game. And so map out the steps that you're interested in taking. That's all this book is about. It's what steps are you interested in taking? There will be snakes. There will be ladders. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to hurt. It's going to be difficult and exciting. There'll be moments that you love and moments that you loathe. 
no problem, right? I mean, problems, problems arise. But those snakes are teaching you and those ladders are elevating you and you don't know when you're going to hit the snake in the ladder and your game board looks different from someone else's game board, but you're playing a game and they might match up at some times and they might, you know, diverge at times and you're just kind of, you're on this ride. We're on this ride together of snakes and ladders <laughs> and the structure that you map out for your life is going to put you on a different game board from other people or similar to, you know, you're, you're building your game board. So think about the game board that you're on. And if you're on a game, if you're playing a game, if you're on a ride that you're not liking the end point, you're not enjoying the steps you're taking, the snakes, you know, are going to be there no matter what game board you pick, but you've got to pick a board and you've got to play the game because my understanding and not a, not a psychologist, if you need help, please go see, you know, a professional. I'm, I'm here on a coaching capacity, which I certainly have training. We're bound to the level of ethics through the association that I'm affiliated with, but by no means am I saying I'm a therapist. But what my noticing is around working with people that have PTSD, that have served in the army or first responders, or have just gone through traumatic life events, truly traumatic, you resign from playing the game because the game has been too hard. The game has been too debilitating. The game has been painful to a point of almost feeling like there's no return. And you've got to just, just, <laughs> you've got to change the game board, change the game. Go at your own pace, but you still have to play the game. When you get depressed, it's because you res you remove yourself from playing any game. You don't want to play any game. No, no game is fun. Um, and I think it's a matter of, I mean, there are lots of different elements, but with this analogy and your game board, if you're feeling down and out and depressed or you just went down a really long snake and you feel like you've just moved back 30, 30 spaces in your game, well, first of all, that snake might be taking you to a different game. So it's a bit more complicated than traditional game board, right? Because that snake might be taking you someplace that you didn't anticipate that could be really good for you and really interesting. But not only that, the snake has taught you something. You're on a new board or you're on a new space and now you've got to rest, renew, recharge, and try again. So yes, create the game board, create the structure. Snakes, ladders will occur. You might move to different games. You might play different games and be on different boards at different phases of your life, different phases of the board, let's say, however you want to visualize it, right? Let's say like the early, early part of your life, or if you want to look at levels of spiritual maturation and wisdom, however you want to encapsulate the levels of your game, that's up to you. And you might move between the levels or again, play on different fields, but you've got to be willing to show up and play this game, play this game with other people, play the game of life and family, learning, pain, sacrifice, suffering, enjoyment, balance, excess, play the game of this life because, well, what's the alternative? <laughs> so in structure, we're talking about how to set up a structure that's going to empower you in the game that you're playing, whichever one you've chosen. We do talk a little bit about money. So the structure of money and having a grasp on that because it's energy in form and it's about corralling that energy and structuring that energy to go toward what it is that you find important. And the thing is, if you avoid structure and you don't have a structure in place, the reality is you are just playing an unconscious game. You're still playing a game. <laughs> Even if you avoid budgeting, the game you're playing is 
unconscious spending. So you're just slipping down snakes and going up ladders and you're not really conceptualizing it in the real world. You're not actually seeing the game. You don't have it mapped out. Doesn't mean you're not playing it. We're all playing a game. But this creating structure is taking that unconscious game that you're playing and creating an image. What are the steps? What are the milestones? What are the potential snakes? What ladders can I maybe create or find, look for? Who, who could potentially facilitate a ladder for me, right? How can I facilitate a ladder? What are the ladders of this game? Maybe they're not ladders, maybe there's something else, right? So understanding and then bringing your game to life or bringing your game to words and a picture for yourself. And that's what we do with goals, right? We take our kind of unconscious aims and we throw them out on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard and say, okay, here's how I see this. So we take our vision, we put it out into real life. That's all we're doing with structure. And we're doing this again, bigger goals, smaller goals, day-to-day -day life. So I encourage you put your goals out, put them out there when it comes to your personal life and creating structure and think about what structure you want to create. Because again, it doesn't have to be a square. It can be a rectangle. It can be a circle. It can be a triangle. You create the structure, but have one in place because you, whether you consciously know it or not, are operating in some sort of structure. So put it out there, visualize it, have it be in front of you so that you can optimize it and so that you know what game you're playing. And then on the work side, if we're talking about, you know, my course, Predictable Profit, your, the way that you work, same idea, structure what it is that the solution you're providing is. Structure your solution, structure your offer, structure it so that people understand what the different levels are, what game you're playing. Where are you taking them on the, their game board? That's what you're doing, right? You're clarifying what it is that you're, what value it is that you're delivering. So I hope that this has been useful. I think the book goes into a little bit more depth and gives you some personal examples. And I, I do hope that you'll take a moment to buy it either as an ebook or a hardcover copy. The paperback will be coming out soon after the hardcover. So you can be on the lookout for that if, but I love hardcover books. There's just, there's something nice about that tangible book in your hands that's that's sturdy. Um, but yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. We'll be talking about service. So how you deliver that value and you will have a unique way of doing so. So your structure will be unique. It's your whatever kind of guidelines you want to create. Again, it can be a star shape. You know, create your guidelines of your life in a way that's nurturing and empowering to you. You don't have to use someone else's structure, but you have to have one um, or else, you know, you're just coloring all over the place and you don't feel, you don't feel grounded and you don't feel supported within the confines of what it is that you're doing. So yeah, well, we'll see you next time on service chapter 18. We're almost through this book, if you can imagine it. And if you love what you're hearing, please do buy a copy of my book. It's on Amazon and everywhere you can buy books, December 6th. So it's out and I really hope you enjoy. I'll see you next time.